match the entrance theme to a great one that we lost four years ago yesterday. Jimmy Amble Nightheart, you will never be forgotten. And now, an edition of the Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Yep. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report. Here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Facebook Live. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, sporting the Bailey shirt today, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's been going on? Not much. I, mean, I was going to wear my Seth Rollins shirt, but I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not the most organized person in the world, but I only have, I literally have three places that any clothes can be. If they're dirty, they go right into the washer. And once the washer spills, when I, when I wash them, they could be in the dryer or... They could be in my dresser. There's no other place. Right. So, I I don't know. Maybe somebody came in during the middle of the night and stole it. Maybe the same person that came in the middle of the night and talked to my, my, my other phone because I had some weird Google shit on that phone. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It, it was, you know. Um, and that same person threw some just unused toilet paper into my toilet. So, I don't know what's going on. But anyways... Well, yeah, so Friday Night Smackdown is in the books. Um, I thought it was an okay show. Um, you know, we're obviously going to be going over the matches, talking about them like we do every week. We're also going to be talking some Clash at the Castle. And tomorrow night starts round two of the women's no, 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 we're still in the first round. What do you mean round two? First round, second, second matches. It's the first round, no, two, uh, second match for Monday Night Raw. Right. Yeah. So, we're not in round two yet. No. But, um, yeah, if you want to go over the matches now, we can uh, start it. Okay. You used to be able to swipe off the comments that are on the bottom of the screen, but uh, I guess, ooh, excuse me. That's my toast that I ate for breakfast this morning. Oh, okay. All right. Let me pull it up. I had a cosmic brownie. Oh, it's a hell of a breakfast, Mike. Yep. I could have had toast, but I didn't want to get up with the bread in the toaster, so. Come on. What in the world is going on? Hurry up, you dumb fucking phone. There we go. Alright. Alright, so... Um, SmackDown opened up with the... Uh, um, women's first round match. First of the two first round matches in the women's tag team tournament. It was... Um, RR, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Zaylee and Shotzi. Um, I think you started off raw, didn't you? Yep. Alright. Yep. Um, um, 
the match was okay. I mean, there were a couple good spots in it. Um, Aaliyah showed a little bit of a glimmer of possible things to come. She works at it. I mean, the spirit she did was nice. Um, when she was held up in the suplex and then turned it into a neckbreaker, it was nice. But other than that, you barely remembered her being in the match other than her jumping on Raquel Rodriguez's back after they won and flexing. Um, Shotzi and Xyli, yeah, okay, you know. They were okay. Um, there was nothing at all about this match that stood out to me. Um, I was disappointed. I think they could have gotten a lot more out of this match. The only part of it is, I mean, in my opinion, two of the four wrestlers that were in this match should not be on the main roster. And if they are, they should only be performing at live events or on main event or I don't even think they do 205 Live anymore. But they shouldn't be wrestling weekly on SmackDown. They're just not the caliber of wrestler that we want to see. Uh, and I know you can't get better unless you wrestle against better. Well, just don't do it on, on SmackDown. Once right. again, do it on the live events. Because um, to me, Zia Lee and Aaliyah are just both drastically overrated and are not main roster women. Um, I just, I gave this match a season, Cat. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with you on the match aspect. I mean, you know, I, I believe Shotzi belongs on the main roster. Um, Raquel, Raquel, RR, Raquel Rodriguez and Zia Lee. I mean, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. But, you know, like you said, Aaliyah looks like she's getting a little bit more in her repertoire with the spear and um, another move that she had. But I still think she has a long way to go yet in the ring to compete with the stars on SmackDown. And, you know, if they need to send her back to NXT for a little bit more to get some more seasoning and then maybe bring her up again later on, then that, that's probably what they'll have to do. But I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um... After that, there was a little uh, backstage segment with Karen Cross. Um, do we even really want to grade this, or just just mention that it happened? <laughs> basically, just mention that it happened. Okay. There really was nothing to grade. No. And then after this thing was over, he looked and walked, looked around the corner to see Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah. Walking backstage, and that's where we're going to go next. Drew McIntyre then came to the ring. Um, second straight week, he didn't have Angela. Uh, I don't remember anybody stealing it from him three weeks ago or whatever. So maybe Angela's right. on a late summer vacation. I don't know. Um, maybe. What, what did you think of uh, Drew McIntyre's promo? Well, Drew McIntyre does a good promo. I mean, he's good on the mic. You know, he gets, um, his, his emotions are good as well on the mic. Uh, he made a good point when he said something about, you know, how the Usos are constantly interfering in his promos and, 
you know, they ended up attacking him, and which obviously turned into a tag team match again, which always happens. But um, I thought the promo was good. He's uh, he got to the point with Roman Reigns and Karrion Cross, so I'm definitely looking forward to him battling one of those two or both of, or both of them eventually. I give the promo a B plus. What? Um, and I'm just looking at this. Uh, sorry, bear with me. I'm scrolling down. Yep. Um. So. Oh, that was okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that was much, much later in the show. I, I was getting confused as to what you were talking about because the Usos didn't do anything in his promo. That was when the Usos attacked Drew McIntyre backstage, uh, or I should say, Drew McIntyre. Um attacked the Usos backstage and that led to the Usos coming out, but that was much later in the show, so this didn't lead to anything. Um, it was but I just... The promo was still good. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, it was. Um, it was actually really good. It, it was probably... I mean, other promos that we've seen recently were him talking about... Um, Sheamus and the uh, Brutal Bros, whatever how those fuckers were called or are called. Um, and he always got attacked by the little straggly one, Butch. Um, and then, you know, it was never really a one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, I, I like the points that he made that, you know, when Roman Reigns had fought Brock Lesnar, you know, his cousins, tables, chairs... Everything was involved, but when he beat Brock Lesnar, the only thing he needed was his right, you know, was his fist. Um, I beat him with just, you know, my own hands. Um, we'll, we'll really have to have a little bit more about Drew McIntyre and Nuggies News. Um, we'll have to see what happens, but I really, really like the promo. Um, he brought up Karen Cross. Karrion Cross and, and, you know, didn't come out, but his music was there. Scarlet came out, kind of, you know, um, distracting him. And that's when the Usos attacked Drew McIntyre in the ring. Whether that was something that was set up ahead of time, are we going to see a Karrion Cross Usos? No, probably not, because he wants the title from the bloodline from Roman Reigns. Right. So we'll just maybe the Usos just took an opportunity. Um, but I thought the whole thing was very good. I gave it an A. Alrighty. Raphael, thanks for tuning in. Uh, good to see you out there again. Um, just after that, we then had the Viking Raiders coming out for a match. Um, I don't think they ever disclosed who they were wrestling against. Um, but Kobe Kingston came out and tried attacking them with a kendo stick, gotten a couple shots, and then Ivar threw his shield at Kobe, yeah. and then that was it. The, uh, beatdown was on. Um. I, I mean... 
did it make, I don't know, I, I'm done with the New Day Viking Raiders. If you're going to have matches, have an effing match and get over with it. Stop with this right. interference stuff. I, I gave it a D as in dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, if you're going to have a match with him, you know, get it over with. The thing with Ivar, I thought it was pretty funny when he just threw the the shield at him, hit him right in the face, and it was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe what was going on. I thought that Ivar was going to face Kofi Kingston. That's why Kofi had come out, but I guess that might not have been the plan. Kofi just came out to attack him with the kendo stick. I thought those two were going to have a match. But, well, they were supposed to. They yeah, were, they I, were I, announced, so. Yeah, I didn't like it all that much either. I gave it a C minus. Okay. Sorry. My nose started to drip. And here comes Greg's favorite. We're going to talk about Greg's favorite part of the show now. His favorite team. <laughs> um, then we went to commercial break, came back, and they showed... Two guys in the ring. Um, Pat McAfee did his little telestrator thing. Um, the two guys were named, what was it, Trevor Irwin and Brandon Scott. They didn't know who they were wrestling, so I'm wondering if they were supposed to be, quote-unquote, the ones that were wrestling the Viking Raiders, which never happened, and then they were told they were going to face another tag team. I, I don't know if that's, or if they were always supposed to do this, um, but nobody knew who they were wrestling, and it wind up being Hit Row, um, obviously minus Isaiah Swerve Scott, who's now part of the Glorious Swerve or whatever it is, um, tag team in AEW with former WWE wrestler Keith Lee, um, It's fucking hit row. I mean, right? Big deal. Uh, I mean, I, I. Is it nice to see Triple H bring all these people back? Sure. Yeah, it's nice. Um. Is it time to influx the main roster with some new wrestlers? Give it a little bit. Sure. But hit row, really? <clears throat> I mean, really? I'll say it one more time. Really? Hit row? <laughs> and this is where I kind of wonder um, how much of the reaction from the crowd is actually the reaction from the crowd. Um, we know during the whole Thunderdome era, that they were piping in cheers and boos, and it sounded pretty real. Could that be what they're doing? Because there were several times they would show the audience, and you see a big, wide variety of, of people in the audience, and you see about four or five standing up cheering, and the rest are just... Right. So I don't know how excited people were to see him back. Um, I wasn't excited to see him back. It was no big deal. I hated B-Fab, still do. Think she's worthless. Think she's, she's not even good eye candy. She's just somebody that's tall with legs. That, yep. 
I think she's the quote-unquote rapper part of the group. Um, don't know if she has any athletic ability. I don't even remember if she ever wrestled at all. Um, but it was just, you know, a returning tag team that I really didn't care about when they were with WWE before because I didn't like them. Um, I didn't miss them while they were gone. I didn't think of them while they were gone. Um, and now they're back, so it's like, oh, okay. Um, I gave it a D plus. Oh, God. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, with Hit Row, I, did, I didn't even know the guy's name. So when I wrote the match down, I put down Hit Row versus Two Bums. But, um, yeah, I mean, Top Dollar is horrible. Well, I, I wouldn't mean, say he's horrible. He's, he's, I wouldn't say he's horrible. I'll disagree with that. I mean, he's not Walter, but he's also right. not the great Kali. I mean, he's a big right. man. I mean, I saw him. I was seeing him uh, a lot when they weren't on TV because he was part of WWE's Hidden Treasures when they were going around looking for you know, stuff that they were looking to put in the warehouse. But, um, yeah, I didn't like this at all. I mean, I, I wish they didn't bring them back. They weren't that good the first time. I don't think they're going to be all that great again this time. I gave it a D. Well, I mean, the other thing is the best part of their group was Swerve. I mean, he was the, he was a champion down at NXT. Yeah. Um, the North American champion, North Atlantic champion, or North right. and. North Arctic champion or North Antarctica champion, whatever the hell it is in, in NXT. Um, and he's not there anymore. So that's, you know, it's like, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was younger, went to Madison Square Garden to see a basketball game. This was the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan playing against the New York Knicks with Patrick Ewing. Well, that's the year that Jordan was out the whole year doing an injury, and Patrick Ewing got injured, so he went to see the Knicks and Bulls to see Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing, and neither one were there. It's same way. You're going to see Hit Row, but the best part of Hit Row is not there anymore. It's just right. worthless. Um, speaking of worthless, we then went to the contract signing um, between Shayna Baszler and Liv Morgan. For their match at Clash at the Castle. <laughs> I like how you fed into that. Speaking of the worst ones. <laughs> that, was, that was good. You're up. Um, this is the first time I can recall a contract signing without Adam Pierce. Yeah, or Sony Deville or, or somebody. Yeah. Yep. That was that was weird. I mean I, I really don't know what to think. I mean, the contract signing was kind of what you expected. You know, they're going to get physical. They're going to try and beat the hell out of each other. Liv had a nice move with, with Shana going through the table. Um, but you can tell her arm was messed up. But I'm really not too sure about this match at Clash in the Castle. I mean, do I want to see Shana win? Or do I think Shana's going to win? <sighs> yeah. Do I want to see Shayna win? No, not really, because I think I, I think they should keep the title on Liv just a little bit longer. But um, 
I don't know. The contract signing was what he usually is. I mean, physicality after you sign the contract and beating the hell out of each other. So, but but I kind of enjoyed it because you don't see Shayna Baszler in the title picture all that much. So it was nice yeah. to see her out there signing the contract for the title. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, so we they they advertise the contract signing coming up. And the first thing you do is show Ronda Rousey coming out through the crowd. And not, and I mean, I'm going to say this might sound weird, but I think the outfit that she wore, she stole from Lacey Evans and just had altered. The fuck is that? Oh. Um, I thought that was a bomb counting down to go off and explode, but it's FedEx backing her up. I didn't know FedEx delivered on Sundays. But anyways, um, it had that type of little, that top that you see, like, that comes down like a bathing yep. suit and then the pants. And, I mean, that's the type of thing that Lacey Evans wears. But she came out with a bag and was talking about how, you know, oh, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm suspended. And I got fined a lot of money, but I decided to double it. And... Dumped out Monopoly money looked more real than this shit that she dumped out of that bag. I mean, right. come on. You're the you're you're in fucking WWE. You can't afford to buy I mean prop money from the movies looks identical. You you know you couldn't spend a couple bucks to to get realistic looking money. I mean, you could tell just by the way it all came out and the papers started to fly around that it was something that was probably made off a Xerox Xerox copier down at Staples and just cut up. It was just... Ugh. And then her walking out, Shayna Baszler confronting, stopping her and saying, you know, you can't do this anymore. You know, you, you follow the rules and you get what you want, blah, 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 blah. Tells me... That either Ronda Rousey is going to get added to this, and it's going to be a triple threat match, a class of um, the castle, or Lib was just given an opportunity, given the belt, kind of as a quote unquote reward for all her hard work over the last year, year and a half, and is just holding the belt. Um, it's still. She just looks like a little kid that that is so excited that somebody signed an autograph for her. Right. You know, she just, I don't know. Her promo yeah. skills are, are horrible. Um, you know, just, there's nothing about her being a champion to me. She doesn't act like a champion is what I'm trying to say. Um... So, I, I didn't like it. I mean, okay, the, you know, the brutality of, you know, grabbing her arm and doing stuff to her arm and her being in so much pain and then doing that DDT or whatever the hell it was when the table was, I mean, Shayna picked her up, turned around and walked three steps. I don't know. I just didn't like any of it. Um, very disappointed in it. Um... Whether Shayna wins it now or 
Maybe something will happen in this match that leads to another match at Extreme Rules, which is after Clash the Castle. We'll we'll have to see. But I I I didn't like it much at all. I gave it a C minus. Okay. Yeah, Sports Eda had reported and showed a picture. I saw it on Facebook earlier today that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler teamed up uh, at a house show. Yeah, that, and, uh, I was gonna I talk. Go ahead. Huh? Nothing. Go I ahead. Guess things, I guess things went well for them as a tag team, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they added Rousey to this as a triple threat. You know, because she came out when she was walking back to the locker room. Shayna came out and Ronda looked at her and said, "Oh, you used to be a killer." Right. And then that's when Shayna was like, "Well, you you got to go by the rules to get what you want here," and so. After that, we then had the um, backstage attack um, where the Scottish Warrior attacked the Usos as they were talking to Sami Zayn um, after confronting Sami Zayn for running away, blah, 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 um, which then led to the Usos coming out and challenging Drew McIntyre to a tag team match. And you're more than welcome to take it from here. All right. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent match. I was surprised to see Matt Cat Moss uh, come out and team up with Drew McIntyre. Um, it was, I mean, obviously Drew was looking, uh, they were going to put somebody in there because they weren't going to have two-on-one. I mean, I think Drew could have held his own two-on-one against the Usos anyway. But, you know, when Matt Cat Moss came out and, you know, kind of evened it up a little bit, that made the match a little bit more interesting. But it was kind of ironic because even with the pay-per-views and everything else, you don't see the Usos really lose that much. Right. And when they got pinned, it was like, wow, he got pinned. Which just kind of surprised me. But uh, I, I enjoyed the match. Uh, I thought it was good. It was, you know, kudos to Matt Cat Moss for coming out to join Drew McIntyre in the match. I gave, I gave it a B. Okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, Drew McIntyre coming down once again. No Angela. Um, I thought that would have been his tag team partner. Uh, came down, ripped his shirt off, went down to the ring, started to wrestle. Um, yeah, he was kind of holding his own. But just as the Uso started to look like the momentum had totally swung in their way, Madcap Moss comes running down. Um, once again, I, I mean... I don't know how much of the cheering is authentic now because it could have been piped in noise through the TV. I'm not 100% sure. But it seemed like the crowd really enjoyed him coming down. Um, He's proving every time he's in the ring that he is legitimate in the ring. He can wrestle. I think with a... I still think he needs a character change. I really do. Um, but I could see them possibly building Riddick Moss into being, I mean, let's face it, Nakamura's not beating Gunther for the title, but I could see them eventually building up Madcap Moss into being somebody that could be a legitimate contender for Gunther, um, for the IC title. I, I did enjoy, I mean, the match was okay, but once again, Madcap Moss came down, injected a little more excitement into it. 
and I, I will totally 100% agree um, with your assessment of, you know, the Usos never expect in a tag team match. I mean, we've seen them lose sporadically in singles matches, but as a tag team, they, they don't lose. Um, so I don't know if that's just to help build up you know, Drew McIntyre, or if that's to plant seeds towards, wait a minute, you know, excuse me, the tribal chief saying, guys, I mean, you lost to Drew McIntyre. I mean, we can't, we can't be losing to Drew McIntyre. We're the blood, you know, and kind of maybe put a little riff in the bloodline. Um, but I'm also going to with your grade of, of a B. I, I enjoyed the match. Let me ask you, with that pinfall loss that they took in a tag team match, do you see that building up to possibly them losing the title to soon? Who? To who? Right now, right now, give me your contender of that person that could be the legitimate team to beat the Usos right now. Hold on, I'll, I'll take a sip of my hot chocolate while you think. <laughs> Got me again. Yeah, there's nobody. Yeah, you're right. There's, yep, there's not right. a viable tag team. Um, and I really, really please, if anybody or Triple H or WWE creative or anybody, if an intern that has to go through 25 people can get this message to WWE creative or to Triple H himself, please, please don't tell me that you brought Hit Row back to be the people to take the titles from the Usos. Please, I beg of you. God, I Um, The next and last match they had was the main event of the night. Um, it was Gunther defending his Intercontinental title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um... Yeah, I think I'm up for this one. Um, This was definitely the best match of the night. Um, Possibly best best singles match that I've seen on SmackDown in a while. Um, I mean, Nakamura showed in this match why he deserves to be towards the top part of the food chain, not the bottom. Um, Gunther's a, he's a beast, he's a man, I mean, there's, there's nothing about that, he, he is physically dominating, he's intimidating, he's, I mean, gotten himself in phenomenal shape from when he had the 700 plus day reign as the NXT UK champion, um, didn't really get much time in, in, you know, I'll say quote unquote our, meaning the US NXT, but when he did, he, he dominated and he just brought that brute force up um, and totally wiped the floor with any and every opponent that he's been up against. But Nakamura brought it to him, and this was an excellent match. I loved the match. I gave it an A. Okay. Uh, I agree with you. Um, like I said to you yesterday when we talked off the air, this was the worst beat, and I've seen Gunther take it in that. Since he's been, uh, since he came on SmackDown. I mean, Nakamura was really taking it to him. Which goes to show you that Nakamura, like you said, is at the top of the food chain. 
and I expect him to be a single champion again you know, eventually. I really thought it was a really good match. I mean, I'm glad that Ludwig Kaiser didn't get involved and kind of ruined the match, so to speak. So it was, it was a good match overall, best match of the night. I agree with your grade and gave it an A. Okay. Um, so what did you think of the show and all? Overall, I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, I definitely think this was the second straight week that Monday Monday Night Raw outperformed SmackDown. Um, and for the second straight week, it wasn't even close. Um, I mean, there were too many bad segments in this show. I mean, I can't overlook the, you know, the uh, main event. Um, my God, my mind just went blank. And the uh, Usos-McIntyre-Madcap-Moss match. But that's only 30 minutes of a two-hour show. Right. Yeah, I mean, does that help the grade overall? Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it just a straight-up flat C. All um, right. In my oh, eyes, in my eyes, a disappointing SmackDown. Um, yep. My homeboy just tuned in, Jerry Gray. Jerry, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm sure you watched your your Steelers last night, Jerry. But I uh, just wanted to say welcome and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch it, and I don't get NFL Network, so uh, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it last night. Although I wouldn't have watched it, but. And yeah. it looked like uh, Kenny Pickens did some, you know, some good things in it. Granted, it was against third and fourth stringers, but hey, you know. Yep. All right, that was our SmackDown recap. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. Right now, we're going to enjoy my favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, what do you got for us? All right. Um, well, last night's... Um, I know we had talked about the uh, ratings from Monday Night Raw that where they dropped off about 350 viewers from the previous week. Well, I think those 350 view 350,000 viewers watched SmackDown because after getting a 2.1 viewership last week, this week they had a 2.4. I think it was 2.46 million. So SmackDown outdrew. Um, Yeah, he outstreamed it. Um, so you know, kudos to SmackDown. Um, we'll have to see, you know, if those ratings continue. Um, Absolutely. You had mentioned the tag team match where Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey teamed up. Um, they had a, a super show. Um. In Salisbury or Salisbury, Maryland, um, which they call the Saturday Night's Main Event, that yes, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler did team up in a tag team match, and they defeated Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah with Ronda um, using her armbar on Aaliyah to cause Aaliyah to tap while Shayna had Raquel outside the ring wrestling. Um, other matches on this card, 
that happened were Bianca Belair defended her title and won against Asuka. Gunther defended his IC title against Ricochet and won. The main event of the night, Veer defeated R-Truth in a minute and 38 seconds. <laughs> Kidding that it was the main event, but... I was about to say. Um, Seth Rollins wrestled Dolph Ziggler in a one-on-one -on -one match and won. And then after the match was over, continued to attack Ziggler. And Ziggler was then saved by the original bro, Riddle. Bobby Lashley defended his U.S. title in a triple threat match, defeating both The Miz and Theory. And then the main event of the night was a six-man tag match with the Street Profits and Madcap Moss, um, defeating the undisputed tag team champion, The Usos, along with their tag team partner, Sammy Zane. No. Sheamus. No. No. Sheamus. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing about some of these live events. They really put together matches for no reason. I mean, take other than to get wrestlers on the card, maybe, because what the... I mean... Why would you put Sheamus with the bloodline? Right. I mean, if it was, if it was the Street Profits and Drew McIntyre... Then I can kind of see Sheamus because of the Drew McIntyre thing. But yeah. Madcap Moss, why not make it Baron Corbin then? I don't know. Um, right. But those were the um, results from uh, Saturday Night's main event. Um, here's the other one. Sorry, my phone all of a sudden is just shooting off text messages. Um, sorry, what the hell does this one say? Sorry, it's something, I apologize, yep. this is, you know, live. Yep. Never, can't, can't predict what happens when you go what? live. So. I don't know, I just got a notification that my Walmart delivery was completed. Okay, well, Greg's looking up uh, whatever he needs to look yeah, up. I just want to let you guys know real quickly about our 500th episode next Sunday. I'll be giving you more details at the end of the show. No, go ahead. Give me now if you want. Uh, oh, okay. Just give me a second. Oh. I got to see what was delivered. All right. And, uh, yeah, so next Sunday, uh, it's, probably, it's probably not going to be a 10 a.m. show. I got to find out what time the guests can make it. Uh, um. But August 21st will be our 500th episode of the Top Rope Report. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we've gone that far. We've talked a lot of wrestling, whether it's on the air or off the air. Um, continuing to follow wrestling. Going to be talking wrestling. Greg and I have had conversations on and off the air about it. And looking forward to the 500th episode. So that will be next Sunday, August 21st. Our monumental 500th episode of the Top Rope Report. All right. Well, just so you know, just in case, you know, curious viewers, I had ordered um, something from Walmart that wasn't expected to be delivered until Wednesday, and that was FedEx that I heard beeping. They dropped off my package early. So, um, all right, back to Nuggies News. Sorry about that interruption. Um, little concern over the main event at Clash at the Castle. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. 
Drew McIntyre has been pulled from all live events leading up to Clash at the Castle, as it is said he is dealing with a slight back injury, um, something that's not going to require surgery, something that normally just would require rest and relaxation, but with him being in the title picture, he's not going to rest or relax. Right. So, knowing this, it's an injury that doesn't require surgery, but it's an injury that requires rest and relaxation. Extreme Rules is the next pay-per-view after Clash at the Castle. Does this change your opinion on Drew McIntyre being the favorite to win that match against Roman Reigns? Yep. Jerry, we'll get to your question after we're done with WWE News. Um, yeah, I, I think it does because you've made it abundantly clear that they are not that they don't put heel versus heel for a title. And I think the next one in line after Drew McIntyre is going to be carrying Cross. So I don't see I don't see them, you know, putting Drew out of the picture and having carrying Cross step in and having carrying Cross go against Roman. So it does change my mind a little bit. Okay. Um, other rumored news is we've talked about all these people that Triple H has been bringing back. Um, I, I mean, once again, Bailey with Eosky and Dakota Kai, Karrion um, Cross and Scarlet, um, Dexter Loomis, now Hit Row. Okay, Dexter Loomis, sorry, uh, so Hit Row and Karrion Cross did have brief, quote-unquote, appearances and, and careers on the main roster, but none of them were what they were in NXT. I joke that Triple H is going to turn the main roster into NXT 3.0 if he brings up all these former... Um, but the next quote-unquote big name um, that, you know, the experts that, you know, I'll say, you know, have a better mind than I do. Um, the same place that reported that Dexter Loomis was coming back. And I was like, why Dexter Loomis? The same people that reported earlier in the day that Hit Row was going to be at SmackDown are now saying that Bray Wyatt has re-signed with WWE and it's just a matter of time before he makes his re-emergence on the WWE TV. Um, like I said, these guys right now are three for three um, in their uh, quote-unquote special returns. Um, so we'll have to see um, what happens there. And it is being reported that with Monday Night Football, um, I want to say it's September 12th. Hold on. Yes, September 12th is the first episode of Monday Night Football that WWE looking to shake things up. Might be doing their draft rather than doing it in a, traditionally like they do in October, doing it just after Clash at the Castle, because it is being advertised that 
SmackDown Superstars will be at Monday Night Raw on both the 5th and the 12th. And Raw Superstars will be on SmackDown on the 9th. Why else would you have a locker room full of both Raw and SmackDown Superstars if it wasn't having a draft? Right. Um, really quickly here, we're going to do one of these... I already talked about that. One of my, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a list and you give me your opinions. Um, okay. Five superstars. Now, granted, this does go out for a little bit, but five superstars who could win the world title within the next few years. First one they have on this list is Riddle. Do you see Riddle possibly being... The, a world title holder, um, assuming that at some point they're going to split the belts back up. Um, so it could be the WWE champion or the universal title. Do you think, yeah. you know, uh, in your opinion, in the next few years, could Riddle be one of those wrestlers? Next, next few years? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely? 7.5. Okay. Okay. I would agree. Shinsuke <laughs> Nakamura. Uh, yes, and I would say 8. Really? Yeah. I'd say maybe and go 4. I don't know that Nakamura is believed enough in with the backstage area to be elevated to higher than a mid-card title. I, I just, I don't. Okay. Um, next one, Cody Rhodes. Yes and nine. <laughs> I'd say yes and ten. I guarantee. I'm not going to say I guarantee. I'll say I am 99.8% sure that when he comes back, he gets right into that title picture and wins it. Because, I mean, he's no spring chicken. He's not a young guy, so it's not like you can wait too much longer. Right. Next one they list, Karrion Cross. I would say if it's, in the, if it's the next couple of years, yes, and the probability, I'll give it about a six. Oh. Six, six to a seven. Okay. Um... I would say yes, and I would go as far as saying he'd be on my list of these. Um, spoiler alert, I don't think the last one is says this high, um, but I'd give him an eight. I think he'd be just, you know, of this list, he'd be the next in line after Cody Rhodes. And the last one they put on this list, Finn Balor. And obviously, I'll give the probability of it being no, which would be about a seven. What? How can no be a seven and previous yes be a six? If no is no, then your expectation would be zero or one, which is what I'm going to say. I don't think I don't think he would win it. Um, so I think on a scale of one to ten, the likelihood. Well, I mean, because you never really truly know. 
what Triple right. H is going to do. If he were to bring the demon back, then maybe, but Finn Balor, to me, would be a one. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize it until I said it, so I would, go with a, I would go with a one and a half to a two. And then the last thing is, um, it's hard to believe, and we talk about WWE wrestlers that have passed and this and that, and four years ago, yesterday, Jim the Anvil Nightheart passed away. Um, wow. So I actually, in, a, in the opening, our musical opening, um, I did play his theme song as confirmed through YouTube because I couldn't find it anywhere on Spotify. So I went to YouTube and found a video of him um, with his entrance theme coming to the ring. Um, so I did play a little tribute musically to him. But yeah, four years ago yesterday. Wow. Um, Jim D'Angelo, my heart passed away. Um, wow, rest in peace. And our thoughts and prayers will always go out to him and his family. And that's Nuggies news for today. Ready? All right, go ahead. Sorry about that. All right, Jerry wants to get our thoughts on AEW doing a cross promotion. He loves the idea. It reminds him of the old days with the territory. Cross promotion with with WWE. Uh, I think that's what he means. Yeah, with WWE. Um, um I think that's. I don't know. You're, you're, go ahead. Go ahead. You probably don't remember the territories back in the day, but uh, that was some that was some good wrestling back then when they had the different territories where NWA was here, WWE was up here. Um, Florida Championship Wrestling was down here. So they all had different territories that they stayed in until they started doing the cross-promotions cross and then it really got interesting. So. I think with Triple H being, you know, head of creative, um, I mean... I think it could be a possibility. I don't think it would be likely because, I mean, yeah, Triple H is head of creative, but there's still people above him that he has to answer to. Right. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I think it would be interesting. Um, I mean, I always see people, whether on TikTok or Twitter or wherever, Instagram, um, that put together a quote-unquote fantasy card you know, where you're matching up, you know, people against different people, you know, like, uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name now. That's the problem. I don't remember a lot of the guys' names in AEW. Um, Wardlow against Bobby Lashley. You know, you get matchups like that that could be interesting. Um, yep. I just, is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? Ah, I don't know. Alrighty, I can uh, I can uh, agree with that. Uh, the uh, indie, uh, I hope that WWE gets in on it. I was hopeful when Mickey James came into the Royal Rumble and she carries another strap. Yeah, but I've read recently that she's done with wrestling again. Yeah, I saw that too. So. Yeah, I did. Uh, the only indie report I have is the stuff that I reported on. Wednesday, um, which is, uh, well, yesterday's card was already done, Saturday, August 13th, NEW Arena, 
that was done yesterday. Right. Then we got August 19th, which is classic Coliseum on Central Avenue in Bridgeport. Triple threat match, Marcel Williams versus Chris Battle versus Bloodsaw. Um, then they have Beyond Wrestling doing a show called No Respect on the 21st at 2 p.m. That's unusual to see a, a show like that in the afternoon. Tickets are $10. It's at the White Eagle in Worcester, Mass. It's the Saturn Cronus Cup Tag Team Tournament. Victor Chase versus Kylon King. Can't even read my own writing sometimes. Versus Julio Cruz versus Dustin Waller. So that sounds like it'll be something interesting. And then August 27th, end up the New World Wrestling Extreme. We'll be at 9 Grove Street in Putnam, Connecticut. Scheduled to appear will be Ryan Frost and Bull Dread. Tickets are $20. Online, $25 at the door. $25 in advance. $20 online. So definitely want to check out some of those shows if you're in that area. Okay, I'll have to read that attachment afterwards. No, then I'll give it right now if you're not going to read the attachments. Um, oh, okay, hold on. Well, trivia froze up on my end. Um, not sure what just happened. I think it's because he opened the attachments on his um, phone while he's doing the show. So I'm actually expecting the live to end any second because, you know... Nope, there is okay. Now he's back. Yep. September, yeah, so September 25th, PAPW with the Cadillac Ranch. And then they're going to have the King of Paradise tournament as well. So that's going to be interesting to see. I remember the last King of Paradise tournament they had. Yeah, that starts on September 2nd. That's nothing to do with the Cadillac Ranch. Right. But the Cadillac Ranch is September 25th. Um, when I first saw the Cadillac Ranch, for Lexi's ride. I didn't think it was big enough to hold wrestling, but obviously it is because they've had quite a few cards there. So, as soon as we get some more information on uh, those shows, we'll definitely uh, get them out to the fans. September 2nd, King of Paradise Tournament from PAPW. And I believe that's part of Friday Night Alan Vice. And then 25th will also be PAPW at the Cadillac Ranch. So stay tuned to the Top Rope Report, as we'll be bringing you more on those shows in weeks to come. So, and thank you for that information, Greg. You're welcome. So, all right, so now we got Clash at the Castle. Yes, up. yep. Yeah. Every time I, I see that, I want to say Clash of the Champions, because it just seems to go together. But now it's Clash at the Castle at Cardiff, Wales. Um... And like you had said at the top, of, at the beginning of the show, you know, there might be a little uh, back issue with Drew McIntyre, so I don't know what they're going to do as far as that title match goes. Hopefully they'll still have it. Oh, no, they will. They, they Absolutely. I mean, he just wrestled on SmackDown. They're just, for precautionary reasons, they pulled him from all live events. Okay. Um, and then Shayna against Liv Morgan. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else that they got going on for Clash of the Castle. The six women tag match. 
women tag match. That is correct. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky versus Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. You got it. Which should be an interesting six-woman tag team match. Yep. I really don't. See, I really don't see a clear-cut winner in that right now, only because they're just going at it with each other. So it might be one of those things where the referee it just gets out of hand, and the referee is just like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to disqualify them all." Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if it happened. Um. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some extracurricular activities involved with with this match. Um, right. I'm 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 working on something in my own mind, which never happens, but sometimes they can be fun and exciting. <laughs> yep. I I just wanna see if there's any at all ring rust on Bailey's part. I mean I'm sure I mean, that, that's, I mean she was working training and working with, with women at the performance center. Um and I know she was extremely impressed with the work ethic of some of the women in the performance center that performed for NXT and that are performing training in the performance center. Right. And that's when she came up with the idea to be paired with... I mean, I don't know if at that point it was explicitly... Or specifically Dakota Kai and then Io Shirai, because I mean, I don't know how long ago Dakota Kai was re-signed by Triple H. I I don't know. Could Dakota Kai have been re-signed by Triple H and been at the Performance Center rehearsing? I, I think something like that kind of would have gotten out. I mean, right. there's there's got to be people that just hang out at the performance center and just report on things. I mean, that's how we find out that certain wrestlers, you know, are training to do, do this or do that. So I would imagine, I mean, you you see somebody with half blonde, half pink hair walking in, you kind of try and find out who that is, and I think it would have been known. So maybe she was signed by Triple H and, and training off-site. I don't know. Right. But I think once Bailey got cleared to get back into ring action, I really think he was starting to get into the ring and get all that rust out. Yeah, but I also think that's why her first match isn't a singles match. It's it's a tag match where she can work, quote-unquote, one-third of the time. Right, the way she doesn't have to do much in the match. So... But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that match. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting match to see Bailey back, and you know, like I said, with Dakota Kai. I mean, she left because her her contract expired, correct? Um, it, no, she she had stated that she wasn't interested in signing an extension, so they did release her. She was oh, okay. still under contract. But her contract wouldn't have expired till later in the year, so they released her. Okay, well that must have been they must have been doing some smooth talking with the checkbook to bring her back. 
Well, no, it's the difference between her going to Vince McMahon and saying, what do you have for me? And him saying nothing to her being a tag team champion when Triple H was in charge. And then Triple H reaching out to her and saying, hey, listen, you know, we've we've got an idea and pitch, you know, pitch a storyline to her and then say, yeah, but, you know, this is a storyline that's going to put you on the main roster working alongside Bailey. I mean, right then and there, it would be, okay, that's all you have to say. I've got a storyline where you're going to be working along Bailey. Two things. One, you know you're getting TV time if you're paired with Bailey. Yep. No doubt in mind, you're going to have TV time. Two. And that's how you make your career. And two, your TV time isn't going to be garbage TV time like the 24-7 title would have been. You're right. going to get prime time TV time pairing yourself up with Bailey. It was an absolute no-brainer. And it's going to be a couple of times that you're going to be on TV with Bailey too. Right. For one show. You know, you could come out in the beginning and get in the ring with Bailey and EO's guy and then be backstage and they'll interview the three years as well. So right. now you're on TV twice in the same show yep. with Bailey. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Definitely. Because I really don't think she's that bad of a performer. No, no. She's not that bad. And and I mean, she's not as I mean, when she when she was paired up with well then Raquel Gonzalez now Raquel Rodriguez, right. she looked like this small person that well what the fuck is she gonna be able to do to anybody? But when right. you see her in the ring, same thing with Eo Sky, um, you know yeah when she's in the ring with a Shayna Baszler, I mean you, she just looked that much smaller. But when you see her in the ring with, you know, Bailey next to her, um, across from Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss, she's, you know, fine, size-wise. Yep, similar to the same size. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, as far as the the women's tag team tournament goes, I'm definitely looking forward to this NXT team. Because I've never seen this Nikita Lyons perform. Well, watch NXT I mean, then. She's on every she week. Looks like a, she looks like a big woman. Well, now what do you mean by big woman? Do you mean do oh. drop big or? No, Raquel Rodriguez big. No, she's not. She's not that tall. No. Nope. Oh. No. Like okay. I said, she's probably. Um, a little bit bigger in size than Natalia overall. Maybe an inch or two bigger than Natalia and just a little bit. I mean, yeah, she's a big woman, but she's not fat. She's just, I mean, I don't want to say it because it sounds funny, but she's big boned. She's just got a, a larger physique. I mean, not a Beth Phoenix large yep. physique. But just just bigger in every way. She's just, you know. I don't know if you can use, I don't know if you can use the phrase stocky when it comes yes, to Yes, perfect, perfect word. Perfect word. You know. Um, yes. And she's good okay. in the ring. And she's good in the ring. And so is Zoe Stark. You know. 
Okay. Now, let me ask you a question again about another female in NXT. I can never remember her name because that goes to show you how relevant she is to me. Um, they had a UK women's champion a while ago for like two years or something. Yeah, Kaylee Ray. All right. Do you see her being brought up to the main roster eventually or? Maybe eventually, but right now, um, I think they're, I think they're, you know, waiting for Charlotte to reemerge. Um, and then when you add Becky back in after her injury's over, you've got a fully stocked and loaded women's division. I think if you brought anybody else up, she could possibly get lost in the mix. Alright, now is the Survivor Series too late for Gargano and Candice LeRae? What do you mean? If they, if they bring them in at all, do you think bringing them in at the Survivor Series or around the Survivor Series for what? would be too late to bring them in? Or? What would you bring them in for at Survivor Series? I don't know, maybe do a run-in? No. A run-in during a match or... What match? Seriously, pitch me. I don't know. What, what, I don't know. Whatever women's match they have in Survivor Series. Survivor Series is like two months away. But whatever match they have at Survivor Series, like a women's match. Say if they have, um, uh, let's say if they have Bailey against Bianca. No. No. Candice okay. LeRae isn't that good of a wrestler. She's not. No, I'm talking about oh, Candice LeRae. Why would Johnny Gargano make a run in on Bianca and Bailey? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying about Candice LeRae maybe doing a run in during uh, Bailey. Exactly, she is nowhere near the competitor that Bailey and Bianca are. Okay, she's not. All right. Um, and, and for anybody, I mean, Survivor Series is. Champion versus champion. Yeah. And then you have your Survivor Series match. So hypothetically speaking, they had a five-on-five where that fifth competitor was a mystery person. How excited and blown away would you be if that was Candice LeRae? Yeah, true. Now, with the men, if they did it, and SmackDown only had four guys... And Johnny Gargano was the fifth mystery, you know, fifth partner that was a mystery. You might get a little bit more excited, but I mean, I have a bigger problem with Survivor Series because you have two unified titles. So what is it going to be, Jimmy versus Jay in a singles right. match to determine who's the better USO? And then what's yeah. Roman Reigns going to do? Fight his shadow? Or whoever the uni whoever the unified champion is. So right now, right. to me, Survivor Series, if they're going to do it, they're going to have to go back to how they did it old school um, and focus on Survivor Series matches and just have, you don't need to have Bobby Lashley, just because these are the champs now, Bobby Lashley fight Gunther for brand supremacy. Just have Bobby Lashley have his match against AJ Styles, which he's having on Raw, and then you have Gunther taking on um, 
Oh, I had somebody in my head too. Oh, Madcap Moss. You know, just go back to regular matches and have a couple, two, three different Survivor Series matches. Have the bloodline put together, you know, Roman Reigns, Jimmy and Jay, Sola Sequoia, um, and then have them take on, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre, um, Sheamus, um, I can't think of two more right now that would be a good fit in that theme, um, Randy Orton and Riddle, you know, and have a Survivor Series match that way. Right. And then you could have two other, you know, you could have yeah. another woman and then another Survivor Series match, but in my opinion, you're going to have to put the focus back on traditional Survivor Series matches rather than... Right. Champion versus champion because you have unified titles. Yep. Now, Jerry, do you mean it? The WWE? He said there's a lot. There's not a lot going on with the women's division. Well, I'm yeah, right sure. now. Well, no, but they're trying to. That's why they're reinvigorating the division um, with you know different contender. I mean, Shayna Baszler being a contender for a title. Um, yeah. You know, you have reintroducing the women's tag team titles. I think they're trying, as I, I talked about on our show on Wednesday, I think they're trying to, you know, refurbish the tag division. I mean, it doesn't help that arguably the two biggest names in WWE currently right now aren't wrestling. And one is due to yeah. the fact that she's been out since before her wedding, and the other's due to an injury. You're missing Charlotte and Becky. So, I mean, it doesn't help with that. So they're trying to, you know, build up other superstars to take those places. They should do an overhaul with the men, too. Get rid of the universal belt. Uh, you want to comment on that? Greg, what do you think? Well, I mean, I know you said something before about Oh my God, I'm going crazy. I don't know what they're going to do with two belts for the Survivor Series because both champions go against each other. Well, there's no... Uh, no, no, that's that's not what I said. That's it, not at all what I said. It said right now they have unified titles. They have the Universal Heavyweight Championship. So Roman Reigns can't fight himself. So they either need to just say, okay, we have... That's it. It's not a unified title... Stop carrying around two belts and just make it one belt or separate those titles again. And you think that could be that what they might, um, WWE strap should be defended on both shows? Um, and do you think that's why that's what they're probably going to do with the brand split when they have the draft? One title go one. One show, one title, go the other show. But it's one person holding both titles. What are you going to do? Say, okay, you know, Roman, we're drafting the Universal Belt to Raw. We're drafting the WWE title to SmackDown. Now you need to choose which brand you're going to to defend that belt, and the other one's vacant. I mean, how are they going to do that? You right. can't draft a belt. You draft the wrestler that, and the wrestler holds that title. So unless at some point they decide that, you know what, I'm defending the universal title 
or I'm defending the WWE Championship. Because there's two belts. He carries two belts around. If it's a unified title, get rid of the two belts and just have one title. Yep. And make it the Universal Championship. The unified... No. No. You can't... To me, you can't get rid of... And to me, it's... What's the word I'm looking for? It's a travesty that the main belt is called the WWE Universal Championship. No, no, I'm sorry. The belt that anybody ever got into the business to try and get to was this is the 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 top of the mountain, Mount Everest. Get to the top of Mount Everest is to be the WWE World Heavyweight Champion at WrestleMania. That's the tippity top of the wrestling world. To rename that unified belt and not even put the world or heavyweight title into the name and just have it the Universal Championship is a travesty to me. Right. Jerry said it's a world title. Seems like the Universal belt is bigger than the world strap. That's why the Universal belt has to go. And make the IC belt relevant again. Yeah, like okay. I said, if you're gonna just yep. if you're gonna have the one man hold this big title, yeah, get rid of the two different belts and just have one title. Yep. So that'll be interesting to see if they do that. And like I said, you know, making and, the IC title relevant again. Well, and I think they've a- started doing that. With Gunther, yep. you know, being the champion and, and wrestling, you know, starting to wrestle real competition every week. Right. Totally agree. You know, yep. in the U.S. Yep. title, they put a more of an emphasis on with somebody like Bobby Lashley holding it, taking on different competitors. I mean, Christ, Monday Night Raw, we're going to see Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles. Now, unfortunately, this match is going to end early because Dexter Loomis is going to attack or distract AJ Styles. But anyways, you know, um, but it's still, I mean, this is a pay-per-view worthy match on Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley against AJ Styles. And it's a match we haven't seen before. Right. So that's what's going to be interesting about it. So anyway... And then the only other thing you're advertising for Monday is the next first-round matchup where it's Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop taking on um, Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Yep. Jerry said it could be a great match. Yeah, yeah. Styles and Lashley. Yeah. I agree. Now, yep. have you heard anything about more talent being, um, as far as names go, being given back their regular names like Angel Garza is no longer just Angel he is now officially Angel Garza so now there's rumors and speculation going around that Humberto Carrillo is going to get his full name back Tommaso is going to get his name of Tommaso Ciampa back Theory may even go back to Austin Theory um Dewdrop wants her name changed whether it goes back to Piper Niven as she had beforehand, or they come up with a different... Have you heard or read anything in reference to that? No, I haven't. 
Well, then I just gave you a little nuggies nugget of news. <laughs> okay, I mean it would be it would be interesting to see if they do go back to those names again, but I mean I never I, understood the, the 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 need for a one named wrestler. I mean, right. what was the big thing about that? I mean, were you trying to turn them on to Madonna or Beyonce? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, I never understood why right. the move for wrestlers to only have one name. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't know why they would do that either. But if they want to go back to their original names, I'm fine with that as well. You know, Riddle not being Matt Riddle. What are you gonna do? Right. Say, okay, you're no longer Randy Orton. You're just Orton, or you're yeah, just really. Randy. I mean, no fucking way. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. So, yeah, so like I said, everyone, next Sunday, August the 21st. Wow, can't believe it. Next Sunday is August 21st already. This month is almost over. Um, will be the Top Rope Report's monumental 500th episode. We already have confirmation, definitely, of one guest that will be joining us here on Facebook Live during the show. And it's... Indie ring announcer for PAPW, Mr. Matt DeCourt. Matt sent me a message that he's definitely looking forward to talking with myself and the Dunkster and looking forward to having a good time. I'm going to send out the invite for a couple more, so don't forget, tune in on the 21st for the Top Rope Reports 500th episode. Um, anything else you got, Greg, want to throw out there? Um, no, nothing that I could, nothing else I could think of. Jerry says congrats on 500. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, like we said, at the, you know, a few minutes ago, AJ Styles versus Lashley should be a really good match. Looking forward to it. See where... Oh, another thing was Seth Rollins is going to confront Riddle as Riddle makes his return. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so... And the rumor uh, has it that that's when Riddle's going to challenge Seth to a match at Clash at the Castle. Alrighty, so that'll be interesting to see if Seth Rollins accepts the challenge. I'm sure he will. But um, as a matter of fact, I'm like 99.999 percent he'll accept the challenge. So, but that'll be good to see on Monday Night Raw. It'll be nice to see Riddle back. Maybe he'll get the best of Seth Rollins this time instead of, you know, Seth getting the best of him. So, but we'll have to check it out tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. So, Jerry, thank you for all your comments and everything. Enjoyed uh, talking with you on the show. So, on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious trivia for the Top Rope Report. Saying thank you all very much for tuning in, and we'll see you on Wednesday. And thank you for listening to another edition of Top Rope Report. We'll see you again on Wednesday.